Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. On today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child, we start with Melody Babies, the language of letting go, and the topic, taking care of ourselves emotionally. What does it mean to take care of myself emotionally? I recognize when I'm feeling angry and accept that feeling without shame or blame. Uh, I'm going to pause there, and it's a good reminder because sometimes... Um, you know, I think, oh, I shouldn't feel angry. And the more and more and deeper and deeper I get into doing the work of recovery, I realize that any feeling needs to be accepted, um, whatever that feeling is. Back to the reading. I recognize when I'm feeling hurt and I accept those feelings without attempting to punish the source of my pain. I recognize and feel fear when the emotion presents itself. I allow myself to feel happiness, joy, and love when those emotions are available. Wow, that is something that I would have loved to hear in a dysfunctional childhood. I always felt like happiness, joy, and love was very transitory and temporary and therefore unsafe to experience. So I repeat that one a couple more times. I allow myself to feel happiness, joy, and love when those emotions are available. Taking care of myself means I made a decision that it's okay to feel. Taking care of myself means I made a decision that it's okay to feel. Taking care of my emotions means I allow myself to stay with the feeling until it's time to release it and go on to the next one. I recognize that sometimes my feelings can help point me toward reality, but sometimes my feelings are deceptive. They're important, but I do not have to let them control me. I can feel and think too. I talk to people about my feelings when that's appropriate and safe. I reach out for help or guidance if I get stuck in a particular emotion. This is a reminder of the importance of inventorying feelings regularly and sharing it with a recovery partner. Back to the reading. I'm open to the lessons my emotions may be trying to teach me. After I feel, accept, and release the feeling, I ask myself what it is I want or need to do to take care of myself. Taking care of myself emotionally means I value, treasure, explore, and cherish the emotional part of myself. Today, I will take part of myself emotionally. I will be open to and accepting of the emotional part of myself and other people. I will strive for balance by combining emotions with reason, but I will not allow the intellect to push the emotional part of myself away. And this is such a reminder um, you know, when I went to the Hoffman process, there was four parts that, you know, five, four to five parts, the spiritual self, the emotional self, the intellect and the body. And I don't need to check in with the intellect. I'm always checking in with the intellect. What I need to check in is with the feelings, you know, the feeling right now, for example, that I'm hungry, the, uh, you know, the emotional, the inner child part, the part who just wants to have fun and have decisions so it can focus his energy. And the spiritual self that more often than not just says to pause and everything is okay. So I will repeat that. I reach out for help or guidance if I get stuck into a, I talk to people about my feelings when that's appropriate and safe. I reach out for help or guidance if I get stuck in a particular emotion. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's language of letting go. I think some synchronicity here. The topic, feelings. It's okay to have and feel our feelings, all of them. It's okay to have and feel our feelings, all of them. Just so good to 
you know, again, these are just things that were just never heard, like growing up. It was always like, you know, why, you know, you shouldn't feel that way or don't be too sensitive. And it's like, labels are dangerous, especially at early ages. Years into recovery, we may still be battling with ourselves about this issue. Of all the prohibitions we've lived with, this one is potentially the most damaging and the most long-lived. Many of us needed to shut down the emotional part of ourselves to survive certain situations. We shut down that part of us that feels anger, sadness, fear, joy, and love. And what's interesting is I see that in sports, you know, like, which has all those emotions. And I would just say, oh, don't take it so seriously. And it's funny is that's the one area that I feel like I can experience anger, sadness, fear, joy, and love. Sometimes I used to think sports is frivolous. And before, after recovery, I think sports is everything. We may have turned off our sexual or sensual feelings too. Many of us lived in systems with people who refused to tolerate our emotions. We were shamed or reprimanded for expressing feelings, usually by people who were taught to repress their own. But times have changed. It's okay now for us to acknowledge and accept our emotions. We don't need to allow our emotions to control us. Neither do we need to allow our emotions to control us. Neither do we need to rigidly repress our feelings. Our emotional center is a valuable part of us. I would say the key to my recovery is my emotional center. It's connected to our physical, and I see, can I see my intellect trying to say, well, how do we make that happen? It's connected connection. It's connected to our physical well-being, our thinking, and our spirituality. Our feelings are also connected to that great gift, instinct. They enable us to give and receive love. We're neither weak nor deficient for indulging in our feelings. It means we're becoming healthy and whole. Today, I will allow myself to recognize and accept whatever feelings pass through me. Without shame, I will tune in to the emotional part of me. The next reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Hearing a Fifth Step. In step five, the ACA member trusts another to hear his or her life story without judgment. What a gift. How many people outside the program would pay for something like that? Sometimes people write memoirs just for that. For many, this is the first time the adult child is told the most intimate details of his or her life to another. Trust of another person is one of the spiritual principles of step five. The first time we did our fifth step with someone else, we may have been really nervous. Then we felt affirmed as the other person didn't run away or shame us for what we shared. We had broken the silence and it was a huge relief as we unpacked years of baggage. In a haze, we stumbled in the dark with the loving presence of a fellow traveler by our side. We released our past. We walked away better, lighter, and with a sense of completeness we may never have experienced before. Hearing someone else's fifth step can be such a privilege. When we are asked to do so, we remember our own vulnerability when we shared our lives in this manner. Man, Brene Brown used to say the way to talk about shame the way to beat shame is to talk about it. I've never felt, including in therapy, an environment, you know, landmark and all those things where you can truly talk about this or the closest thing. It's why this is, you know, my real family. Back to the reading. Recalling our own experience helps us honor the other person and treat them with the respect we were given. To help each other on such an important journey truly benefits both individuals. On this day, I will look forward to the time when I'm ready to do my fifth step so that I can experience the freedom on the other side. When I am then asked to hear another's fifth step, I will honor that request as that wonderful gift that is. 
the final reading of today's episode is Promise 12. I love this promise. And gradually, with our highest power's help, we will learn to expect the best and get it. I can't think of too many better places to be at this time of year than Miami for a trip along. And, uh, you know, again, I, I just realized I owe recovery for it. Back to the reading. Our higher power is already ready to assist us in realizing our spiritual wholeness. If we take the time and effort to do the work, we will be repaid a thousandfold. So what are we to expect after all our work? To be the singularly awesome human beings our higher power meant us to be with all our wonderful and our not so wonderful gifts. Our higher power unconditionally loves us from a gray hair to our mohawks. Our higher power unconditionally loves us from our gray hair to our mohawks. From our double chins to our crooked toes. We are loved for our humaneness creations as magnificent as the galaxies. Notice there's nothing here about achievement. We are spiritual beings who are having a human experience filled with hurdles and hoops, minor fender benders and colossal blunders. We may have many splendid gifts that we have only just begun to discover. This promises really are happening. Wow. We are learning to ask for the best and we stop placing limits on what we think that is. As we continue to work hard and have faith in our higher power, we are amazed to uncover even greater gifts that were just waiting for us to discover. On this day, I will not limit my expectations to small ideas. With my higher power's help on my recovery journey, I may get more than I can imagine me. On this day, I will not limit my expectations to small ideas. With my higher power's help on my recovery journey, I may get more than I can imagine me. You know, prior to recovery, I didn't even have a self. And the work, particularly in ACA, has been the most intense in my life and also the most rewarding. And uh, it gets more satisfying. I don't know if it gets easier. That concludes today's episodes, or that includes today's readings for today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to gradually, with our higher power's help, learn to expect. I learned to expect the best and get it.